And I'm Karina. And this is the Becoming Babe AF podcast. A badass comedy and empowerment podcast from two Texas gals focusing on real life sass. Just giving you the tools to feel babe as fuck. Good afternoon, y'all. Um, welcome to the Babe AF Corral. We um, featured a boss babe this week. Um, if you don't know, every Monday we do a Babe of the Week. And this week, um, the week of end of June, early July 2020, is Glennon Doyle. She is an amazing author of books like Love Warrior and the newest New York Times bestseller, Untamed. And so we dove into a concept that literally caught me on the fourth page. So um, what's awesome is that um, she took a very simple concept like visiting the zoo um with her family and turned it into something that we believe to be super duper powerful um so essentially it is a matter of the way that we spun it on how to stay wild now if you don't know um at this current moment um there is a pandemic and Karina and I um are in the middle of a quarantine um for separate reasons and so um, we wanted to kind of dive in onto how we stay wild. And if you've ever seen, um, on social media, I have a really good girlfriend, Stephanie, who lives in Lansing and we have matching tattoos. It is an amazing little quote that says, um, I'll keep you safe and you keep me wild. So I have the keep me wild part. Um, and she has to keep me safe. Um, and I think it's a great little reminder to always do things a little bit outside the box to push the boundaries, to understand that it's okay to be outside of the box, especially when it helps create and fulfill your balance in life. And so um, we are diving in a little bit into Untamed this week. I'm trying to read the book while in quarantine um, and happy to share our little insight with you. So um, thank you always again for being awesome and present and so, so supportive um, of what we're doing. And so um, we have very fun announcements coming soon. So stay tuned. Uh, Karina doesn't even know what half of them are. So (laughs) that's just how my brain works when I become sedimentary. So, um, hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you back, uh, next Wednesday. Toodaloo! It's fucking pod day. (laughs) If y'all can see our faces right now, we're both like, the one half of your lip is up facing your cheek. Can you do both sides? Oh, good job. Look at us being talented AF. Duh. There's just going to have to be a glare because I can't see. Okay. So, we have featured Glennon Doyle as our baby F this week. That gas was because Karina dropped her phone or something. Um, so I started to read the book Untamed, and, uh, I have not read any of her other books, 
And so this is a new little bird for me. And it's pretty long. Like, there, I like how these different, like, titles happen in each, like, part, I guess. Um, so do you want to talk about the cheetah right now? Well, you can talk about it because I can't read it because it's in my text messages. And okay. then I can piggyback off of you. Cool. Okay, so we were talking a little bit earlier about how we are both in quarantine. Because Karina has tested negative, even though um, that has happened. She has a 14-day quarantine, right? Right. And I tested this past Sunday, and I have not gotten my results back yet. So, it's just a weird, like, situation because... We both feel very, like we've said this before, a little bit disconnected, a little bit stifled, a little bit suppressed and caged with being wild ass bitches. <laughs> and I don't mean that in the fact that we're inconsiderate. I just mean that um, we are used to being social and networking and having situations where we get to be around people. And right now... Especially in our current situations, that's not Wait, going crazy. A little bit. A little bit. So, um, in the prologue of Untamed by Glennon Doyle, she visits the zoo with her wife and children, and they go to this exhibit called the Cheetah Run. Now, the premise behind this is that they have a Labrador retriever who has grown up with the cheetah that's in the kennel. I say kennel because that's just where my brain goes, but in the uh, exhibit. So um, basically what happens is that the Labrador chases this Jeep around the exhibit that has a bunny attached to it, and then they let the cheetah out, and the cheetah does the same thing, okay? So the lab and the cheetah are BFFFFFs, kind of like us. You're a little bit, I'm not calling you a dog, but you're a little bit like the Labrador where like, you are very logical, you're very calming, you're very great at mentoring, you're a good leader. I'm a little crazy. True. I'm a little like the cheetah. But you're kind of like the dog, too. Yeah, I think we have qualities of both animals. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I just feel a little bit more outlandish than you sometimes. Maybe you I'm just more... That. Maybe I'm just more... You are Stream. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out. Too. I try to keep my extremeness to a, I don't know the word. Minimum? Yeah. She's giving me the thumbs up. Y'all can't see her. Um, I was drinking. <laughs> I, got like hot, I got like hot and throat. It might be the weather because I've had it all day and I haven't even been outside. It's like I talk and my throat gets dry real quick. Yeah. Same. Uh-oh. Yeah. What if that's it? Don't even say it. It's not. Go okay. back to the cheetah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just where my head's at this week, okay? Okay. So, basically, the cheetah's name is Tabitha, and, which I think is a hilarious name for a cheetah, but whatever. <laughs> it, very valiant name, I gather. Very valiant name. So, um, basically, after the cheetah goes on this run, she goes to, she gets a stake thrown at her. As a reward, okay? So, she gets this 
stake, she goes a little bit into the part where not really anyone can see her. And um, <clears throat> Glennon Doyle talks about how Tabitha's posture has changed. Her head was high and she was stalking with um, periphery. That was a tough one for me. Chasing the boundaries of the fence created. Back and forth, back and forth, stopping only to stare somewhere beyond the fence. It looks like she was remembering something. Now, this cheetah has only grown up in captivity, like at the zoo. So, it doesn't really necessarily know the outside, like, wild situation. So, um, Clinton's daughter says, Mommy, she turned wild again. And then Glennon was like, if I could ask Tabitha the cheetah a question, I would say, what's happening inside you right now? And she said, I knew she would tell me. She'd say, something's off about my life. I feel restless and frustrated. I have this hunch that everything was supposed to be more beautiful than this. I imagined fenceless, wide open savannas. I want to run and hunt and kill. I want to sleep under the ink black, silent sky filled with stars. It's also real. I can taste it. Then she looked back at the cage and the only home she'd ever known. She looked at the smiling zookeepers, the bored spectators, and her panting, bouncing, begging best friend, the lab. And she'd sigh and say, I should be grateful. I have an entire life here. Oh, I have a good enough life here. Sorry. It's crazy too long for what doesn't even exist. Oh, it's crazy to long for what doesn't even exist. I say, Tabitha, you're not crazy. You're a goddamn cheetah. <laughs> so, how do you feel like... You are a cheetah. You are a goddamn cheetah, okay? I feel like I need to be more like a goddamn cheetah right now. I mean, today, I put up peel and stick wallpaper and got out of breath. Because I haven't done anything in two days besides basically lay in bed and cook food. So, there's that. Um, how are you feeling in regards to quarantine? I mean, you're still going and doing some things, but I feel like I'm in, like, super quarantine. Where, like, uh, I, Chris and I are still ships passing in the night. We've not slept in the same bed since basically Friday the 18th because he started to feel sick, like, the 21st. No, that's way too soon. He started to feel sick Monday, which was what? The 24th? I don't mm-hmm. know. So, like, my world feels like right now it's turned upside down. And I need to be more cheetah-ish, which is why I'm doing renovations inside my house. How do you feel? Well, I'm quarantined, but I still go grocery shopping with my mask. Thank you. I went to Target with my mask. Thank you. Going to the Dollar General with my mask. <laughs> I have been wearing my mask, which I have, I was not. And I will just say this. Yes, I have an autoimmune disease. Yes, I care about other people. But I'm also, if you don't want to wear your mask, fine. If you want to wear your mask, fine. But don't judge other people by the way how they want to do it. I do think it is a health thing and 100% I think it's serious, but I don't want to judge somebody for doing what they feel passionate about. If you're passionate by not wearing your mask, just have some consideration for the people that are wearing their mask and for the people, other people who are not wearing their mask. And at least like be considerate enough, regardless of your view on mask or no mask to remain socially distant. Like, 
We have a sign at work that says, if there's someone in this elevator, you will wait for the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now in Texas, it's Sahara dust. It's new allergy season. It is uh, hotter than Hades. Well, not really. It's kind of mild, but the humidity is higher, I feel like. Like, our temperatures are not necessarily, like, at 100, 110, like they normally are for June, almost July. They're more like 90, but the humidity feels higher. So, for me, I've been trying to run, like, a mile a day or at least getting exercise in, like, four to five days a week, and I'm obsessively washing my hands or sanitizing them. Like, I sanitize my desk every morning at work. I... Wipe down all the areas inside the office, um, in the break room. I try not to touch handles with my hands. Um, I wear my mask into every area of our office, right. no matter what. Um, my mask is hanging in my car. I washed it at least once a week. Um, if not, it's in my car where it's at least 95 to 100 degrees in there on a warm day. So that helps kill whatever might be alive on it um so I get the precautions or the non-precautions that people are taking but I'm starting to feel a little bit caged especially right now when I can't tell if I'm feeling a certain way or my um, potential COVID symptoms are escalated based on allergy or anxiety or Mm. corona like that's where I am right now like I can't figure out or Hashimoto's I cannot um grasp what's happening right now like even just talking about it makes my chest a little tight and I have anxiety and at the beginning I heard it was like dry cough dry cough dry cough and now my cough has phlegm and it's not a constant cough I'm not taking cough medicine or uh, have medicine at all but like is it allergies? I don't even know. So, like, the ability to feel caged as fuck right now is huge. And I need to let some wild out. And I can't. Like, I just want to sit next to my husband on the couch at the moment. Like, that for me feels wild. Because we don't have our results back yet. But we have, you know, people that we've been around that have been tested positive. So, it's a really tough line to walk, I think. And I feel like a caged fucking animal. I'm not going to go revolt. I'm not going to go bitch and scream and complain or, you know, I can't even protest. Which I normally wouldn't be at the moment. Because Hashimoto's and allergies and asthma. So, yeah. How do you like to get out of the anxiety circle to feel a little less anxious and wild? Like, I know we've talked a little bit about this before, but how, like, right now, as you're coming out of quarantine, even though you're doing the things, like, how do you feel you want to move forward after this? Coming out of quarantine? Yeah. Because I don't feel like the pandemic is going to be over anytime soon. In my honest opinion. No. I, I don't know how to answer that because I think as we start moving forward, it's just going to be an adjustment. Yeah. I agree. It's going to be a big adjustment. That's a big point. That's a good point. 
man, I really wish a beer on a patio right now. Like, mm-hmm. who knew that we would, like, take that for granted right. in regards to, like, what our ability is? Correct. Correct, Amundo. It's going to be, like, I I don't feel as caged as, I, as other people feel or may feel, but I feel like I'm caged a little bit, but I don't know how to explain it. Do your best. Like some people are really quarantined, like not going out, like not even stepping out of their house, like not even getting gas, like haven't left. And I'm not that person. They're almost like, they're almost like a doomsday prepper situation. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, to say the least. I'm stockpiled on materialistic things, like shoes and books. I'm not stockpiled on <laughs> food and dry goods. I'm screwed. Um, <coughs> I'm lipstick. Mm, yes. I can't wear that. I mean, because I have to wear a mask. It's very comical. Like, I'll wear a lip to work, and I'll be like, why am I even wearing a lip? No one's going to be able to see it when I'm in contact with them. Yeah. But it does make you feel a little better when you put on a lipstick. That makes me feel a little wild right now. Sorry, try to wear a lipstick in the house. (laughs) Just so I feel better. Yeah. Like, I feel like at this point, you have to do what makes you feel better about the situation around you. And, like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of judgment on social media. Like. There's a lot. I thought that, like, we were only. What? Trying to not pay attention to it anymore. Yeah. I gather a lot of it. I'm seeing a lot of it on the Facebook. I don't see a lot of it. On the other platforms. So I've been trying to unfollow and block if need be. Which may sound harsh. But it's for my own mental capability in regards to being a functioning human. In society at this moment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're a functioning human. Is that what you said? Yeah. Because I don't want to be a human that's. Not trying to be my optimistic self because I feel like there's none of that anywhere. And I feel like we have the ability to be that. And we say this all the time, but the light in the tunnel, right? Like someone has to turn the flashlight on. Like someone has to. And I feel like no matter how, and I don't want to say that I'm faking it because I'm not, but there's just a lot that's creeped in in the last couple of days where I am in a situation where I can't control how I get to move forward until I get a phone call or a text message that says, here's the link to your results. And like, I am not necessarily doing very good right now in the last couple of days in regards to like, it really came to light last night when that situation happened with my family. And like, I'm not going to go into it because we're on the mend and it's okay. Um, but I freaked out, like, if, 
it becomes to a point where someone is so sick in my family and I can't even travel. Like, I had, if something happened last night, thank God it didn't. Thank God for modern medicine and God's will, but it didn't. And I couldn't even get in a car and drive. Mm -hmm. Like, per the CDC, I am unable to do that right now. And I almost threw up. And y'all know that I do not do that. I don't barf. You're handling it much better than I thought you were going to handle it. Oh, yeah? I said, I feel like you're handling it much better than I thought you were going to handle it because you have major anxiety and when shit like that happens, you tend to freak out a little bit. I did. I, I like, what's also awful is that Chris and I being self-quarantined in our own house, like, he couldn't even come and sit next to me. I had to, like, (laughs) screenshot him messages from one room to another. I had to, like, stand in the hallway while he's in the guest room. Like, I couldn't even, like, sit next to him while it was happening. So I literally, Mm -hmm. like, walked into my office, grabbed the rosary, went into Grand Rosary, and then I went back into the bedroom and I just held on to it. I said, like, two Hail Marys. And then I realized that I was, like, going to lose it. And so I just held on to it. I just held on to it. And I was like, okay, I don't get really religious. We don't talk about religion or politics. But I literally just asked people to pray. Like, I didn't tell them why. I didn't, like, give any information. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just knew that that's the way that I could take action. And not feel as anxiety ridden as I am majority of my life living 1500 miles away from my family. Right. (sighs) That was really hard. Um, so for me to feel wild again was taking control of what I knew I could, like I knew I could grab a rosary and go pray. I knew that I could reach out to people or people were texting me and calling and I just, responded with as much information as I had, right? So, like, that, to me, felt wild. Because in most instances, I would run away from it. And you do sometimes. I do, like, 95% of the time. So, But you you faced it and you embraced it. Yeah. Which is really hard. How do you... I know you're frustrated with, like, work right now. Like, I know you want to do better, but you don't know how because of the current environment. Like, how are you wanting to better yourself in that? How is that... I feel like that part is, like, making you feel a little wild and cooped up. Because you can't, like... Do what normally marketing people would do. I was up all night Sunday, like sick to my stomach about it. Like nothing even bad. And it's nothing that I don't want to say that's my fault or that I'm doing wrong. It's just that I don't feel like I'm doing enough or like I, I don't even know how to explain it, but I feel like I'm not adding enough value to my customers let's just put it that way my job is to be face-to-face with people my job is to talk to people meet people bring in clients and I'm stuck at home 
I can't provide value because I can't think outside of the box. Like my mind is shut off because I can't think outside of the box on how I can bring value to people without seeing them, on how I can help them without talking to them. You know, and yeah, I can talk to them on the phone. We can do, we can do all of that. But I feel like I need to get out of the box, you know, and I'm frustrated because I feel like I have a mental block on. I'm stuck in a cage because I can't figure out how to get out of the box. Yeah. So I'm learning some new things and I'm just going to keep educating myself and I am just going to keep going one day at a time and not getting flustered with myself and not getting upset with myself because I only can do so much at one time. Yeah, it's almost like one task at a time. And if you need to learn a new trade or tool, like you give yourself that grace in order to do it. And I'm sorry that you were up all night Sunday. I know that's not easy, especially when like you have to work all week. Yeah. You know, and it was just bothering me and it is what it is, but that's something that I need to learn for myself too, is to give myself grace. And I don't allow myself to give myself enough grace. And I have to do that. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I'm not going to do everybody's cup of tea. I'm not, everyone's not going to like me. Everyone's not going to agree with me. And I'm okay with that. Okay. But I just have to be patient with that and not be angry about it. Yeah, it's really hard not to get angry. I was real pissed last night. I was real mm. pissed. Because, like, for the first time, both of us, in regards to our certain situations, had no, almost, like, no out, right? Like, we're supposed to lean into grace and, like, be better versions of ourselves, right? But it's really tough when you feel so stifled Mm -hmm. by what you're able to do. Yep. So, I'm proud of us. (laughs) So, what... What do you think is a coping mechanism right now when you feel like you're in the fucking cage? How am I going to deal with it? How am I going to get out of the cage? Yes. How are you going to stay wild, girl? I think by just being my authentic self and stop letting my insecurities... I'm going to suck. Like, I'm going to fail and I'm going to suck. It's part of my job. I'm in a brand new career that I really don't know anything about. I mean, I do, but you know, I, I don't. So I'm learning, I'm in a brand new career that I started in a freaking global pandemic, you know, and I can't even do my job to a hundred percent because we're quarantined or we have to work from home. So how I'm going to get out of my cage is stop letting people's opinions get the fucking best of me. If you don't like me, okay, I'm sorry. What can I do to help you? Or do we just part ways? It is what it is. I feel like in regards to your job, I don't necessarily understand why it is whether you like me or not. Like, we're in a very similar industry, right? Like, like you said, you're not everyone's cup of tea, which is right. My clients can choose me. Or not choose me. Yeah. 
Same. I mean, in a certain way, like, with my job, I try to be as characteristically forward as possible. By that, I mean, I'm a lot for people, right? Right. Um, but if you like the product and you like what we can offer you, I really become irrelevant, right? Right. Like, if you know as a company that y'all can get the job done and you're the best in the industry and you are going to follow up and make sure other people are treated the way they should be as fucking humans and not just a paycheck, then I feel like moving forward, regardless of how you feel about me, even though I was the first person in the first impression, it doesn't necessarily mean that the entire journey of this situation has to be the way that it started. And I know that you give a very good first impression, ma'am. So, yes, I want you to know that moving forward, it's okay for you to feel like you're in the cage, but you just shouldn't fucking stay there. Like, kick open the door and understand that no matter the capacity in which you're in, like, some companies may still be doing face-to-face, right? Just throwing all caution in the wind and going about this, that, and the other. We work for companies, and we follow guidelines through the CDC and what we've been told to, like, help other people and make sure that the steps that we can physically take ourselves, we're doing. Right? Like, I'm proud of us in that. Like, even though we don't talk a lot about one side of the coin or the other, but we get to come together and talk about shit that we think matters. And I feel like when you have to grasp onto shit you don't even know existed, right? Right? It's helpful to not be doing it by yourself. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for helping me stay wild um, in a time where I feel fucking in the cage, like right now. I'm in the cage. You're in the cage? Yeah. I feel like I'm in the cage. But it's okay. Why are you in the cage? I feel like I'm in the cage because I, it's the unknown part. Like, I still don't know. Like, you got results in 48 hours. <laughs> Mine, uh, I mean, it's 48 hours today. Today is 48. Because mm-hmm. I got tested on Sunday. So, I don't know. I just, ooh, what'd you get, girl? Side note, she's opening a Amazon package right now. I need to open with my teeth. Mm, yummy. To order another binder. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, for y'all that can't see, she got a new, is it a calendar? It's a planner. Okay. What's she going to, honey, why? And it's July to August because I lost my other one. <laughs> Where did it go? Oh, if you, sure. if you knew, then you wouldn't have lost it, huh? Obviously. <laughs> Don't you love that question? Where'd you lose it? Obviously, if I fucking knew where it was, it wouldn't be lost. Duh. Duh. Okay, so how would you like to wrap it up? Because I suck at that. I'm working on it. You suck at it? Yeah, I'm not good at the... This is the end of the episode episode part. And I just like to get straight to the point. Do it. Be 
A fucking cheetah. <laughs> I forgot about good old Tabitha for a second. I went on too many rants. Be a Tabitha. Be a Tabitha. Yeah. Be a fucking cheetah. Be a cheetah. Who posted face an Instagram post like this with your lips looking like crazy with your big deer in the back? Oh, that's me. Be a cheetah and step outside your box. So are we going to call our signature print cheetah now instead of leopard? Because I feel like we should. Is there a difference? I don't um, think so. Hmm. We should do some research. Hey, Google that real quick. Is there a difference between cheetah and leopard? Spots? This is fun. <laughs> Taking my mind off what we just fucking talked about. Difference between cheetah and leopard. Cheetah has spots where leopards have rosettes. The spot of a cheetah is a clear single black spot separated from the other spots on the cat's body. A leopard, however, has smaller, irregular-shaped spots that group together in circles to form rosettes. Huh. Cheetah? Leopard. I get it. I think they still look the same. Yeah. One is circled and one is not. All right. My dog's barking. I don't know what they're barking at. I don't know if my dog's in from the backyard yet. So, on that note, let's go check on them. Okay. Be a cheetah, motherfucker. Be a cheetah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. So I just saw something come across my Instagram and it is from our girl Glennon Doyle. That is our babe of the week, as I mentioned previously, and we talked a little bit about in the podcast today. Um, I just want to read this to you guys and I don't necessarily um, mean it as one way or another. I just think it's a pretty powerful paragraph. So um, take it as you will and um, I hope you find inspiration in this. So here goes. Um, What I want to say is, what if I wasn't born this way at all? What if I married Abby, not just because I'm gay, but because I'm smart? And if you don't know, Glennon Doyle is married to Abby Wambach from the U.S. soccer team. Um, What if I did choose my sexuality and my marriage and they are simply the truest, wisest, most beautiful, most faithful, most divine decisions I've ever made in my entire life? What if I've come to see same gender love as a really solid choice? Just a brilliant idea? Something I would highly recommend? What if I demand freedom not because I was born this way and quote can't help it, but because I can do whatever I choose to do with my love and my body from year to year, moment to moment? Because I'm a grown woman who does not need any excuse to live. However, I want to live and love whomever I want to love. What if I don't need your permission slip because I'm already free? Isn't that freaking beautiful? I mean, come on now. Come on. Love is love and love always freaking wins. So on that note, peace out, homie. (laughs) And we love you no matter what. See you next week.
for checking us out. Find us on all social media platforms at Becoming Babe AF. And remember, when in doubt, dance, dance it out. out. See y'all back next Wednesday. Peace out.